Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Jamie, and this week we've got me, Nick, nice, and Jordan. Girl Scout Lemonades. This week, we're going to be taking a look at Circles by Mac Miller, released in 2020, and it was picked by Nick. No, it was picked by Jordan. Boy, <laughs> if you don't get your... <laughs> we're going to do... No, no leave that's it fine. That's fine. Leave we'll leave that one. In. Jordan's funny. intro was too good. We'll leave it. Um, it was picked by Jordan. Jordan, why did you have the, choose this? So I had recently just accidentally heard good uh, news. I keep news. wanting to say "good time" just because, like, I that yeah. song's still in my head. But it's, it's good news good by Alan Jackson. Ah! O to the D. O to the D. T to the I. That... And an M with an E. That spells good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, I heard good news, and I just really enjoyed that song. And I've been wanting to get into artists that I don't normally listen to, especially in the rap genre. So I thought I thought this was a good album to start with as well, which is why I picked it. Um. I can see it. Yeah, but other than that, I I don't think I ever listened to a Mac Miller song except um, there's a little incident. Um, so Nick made me a playlist, and um, I sometimes hate playlists more than anything in my life. I, I'm I'm still gonna listen to it at some point, Nick. I'm just uh, really lazy. And uh, wait, what do you mean you hate them more than anything? In your you've never said this before. Uh, well, that's why I used Apple Music for so long, because um, I didn't really like Spotify's playlist feature, or I didn't really care yeah. about playlists that much. <laughs> so I would just use songs. So that's why I would. I, I've, I don't think I've ever made a playlist, and I never really listened to playlists. Like, like, mm -hmm. like I just shuffle my liked songs every single time, and that's what I do. That's what I've been doing ever since I started listening to music. Unless I find a song that I want, then I'll then I'll queue it up. But I, I swear I don't know why playlists just just aren't it. But it's like a, it's like I'm a gonna trigger listen to word for you. That's what I, I used like, to. That's how I used to operate too. I like I never made playlists or anything. I would just shuffle my life songs, and then like within the last four years, I just like changed that. I actually I got on to Spotify to make Vic a playlist when we were first like talking. I don't even know if we were I don't even think we were dating at the time. Like right after um senior year of high school. And then I it's like since I downloaded it, I was like, Well, I might as well use it so while it's there and now I'm like most of the music I play, I find it. If I don't know specifically what I want, I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna find a daily mix that sounds like it'll be good and then throw it on. Or like my Discover Weekly and sometimes release radar, but normally it's like my release radar is so shitty. I don't know what artists, like why, it, it's like most of the artists that it chooses are like ones that I don't want to hear new music from. I don't know where it, where it aggregates that data from, but it's never the people whose releases I care about. 
Um, yeah, it's so weird. But yeah. um, uh, have you guys listened to? Did you? I know Nick listened to some Mac Miller before, but yeah, I I listen. I've heard some just through like Nick playing it or just occasionally hearing it. Uh, but I only knew uh, self care and ladders off of swimming off the top of my head. Like those are two okay. songs that. I heard and I was like, all right, I'm gonna save this to my library. Um, but other than that, I hadn't really listened to his stuff, which is why. What, but he was always someone who I was like, I should. Which yeah. is why I'm also why I was glad that you picked this as an album. I was like, oh, okay, now I'll finally listen to it. And I've been listening to a lot of Mac Miller now. Over the you last do? like, uh, yeah, over the last like four days, I think oh, I've listened yeah, to yeah. his entire discography. I've uh, listened to the Divine Feminine. Uh, probably two or three, maybe four times. Oh, listen to yeah. swimming. Listen to this album. You know, probably like six or seven times. Kicking incredibly dope shit. <laughs> yeah, checked out. Checked out kids. Um, what's the other one? It's like his head. Great day. Know. What That's is the it? one he's on? Like- Good am. Mm-hmm. You said yeah, yeah. The the one with his just his head on the white album. That's good am. Yeah. And, uh, well, what's the one that's like the fifth anniversary one? It's like a black album with his purple head on the outline. Best day ever. Yes. <laughs> Listen to that one. Um. Yeah, I, I've been liking it. I've been liking his stuff. I'm like, I can't believe I put off listening to his stuff for so long. I know. I saw a tweet today too that said, "Is <coughs> that said?" Uh, Sorry, my throat's a little scratchy today. <clears throat> he said it's the only. Um, it was it was funny. I, I don't think they actually meant it, but they said it was the only. Mac Miller is the only white rapper who didn't try to like be like Eminem. If that makes sense. Which I don't really. I don't know if I agree with that, but I just saw a tweet and I was like, "Oh, he definitely has like a more mellow, like, kind of." Dude, I love it you know vibe to him he's mm-hmm. not like he's not like the traditional like rap you know yeah like no I, I it's it's hard to even a lot of it especially his newer stuff it's hard <laughs> to even quantify it in my head as like rap yeah it's like mm-hmm. jazz soulful speaking that's somewhere in the ballpark of rap but like that's how it gets genrefied is jazz rap but it's it's somewhere between rap and like a spoken word poem mm-hmm it's it's really cool. I really like it. It just fits so well. Um, yeah. That's that's super prevalent on this album, I think, and on some of the songs on mm-hmm. Swimming. And before that, yeah. it was mostly just kind of like more more mellow. Well, I guess he always went through stages. In his early career, he wasn't like straight up as mellow rap. As like might have been on um, the Divine Feminine, or on Good AM. Still, he's always had pretty energetic, like like a good balance of energetic and um, and calmer songs on his albums, which I've always enjoyed. But I, uh, I I'm surprised you listened to like all of his discography this week, Jamie. I still haven't yeah. checked out like uh, watching movies with the sound off. I've never listened all the way through that, um, mm. or Best Day Ever. I've never listened all the way through Kids. I've listened through um, Blue Slide Park, and I think everything else did. Yeah, I think. Oh, sorry, you can go, Jamie. The uh, watching movies—that's the first one 
that I remember seeing of his because mm-hmm. it was on back when, you know, iPod Nanos were a thing. Like Malcolm <laughs> had it. He was like, look at this crazy album cover that I just saw. He was like, this is Mac Miller's new album. And I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> that was that was when they were talking about like him and Matt would talk about how good like Man on the Moon and MBDTF were. And I would go, oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't listen to rap. Sorry, I don't listen to rap. <laughs> I listen to the albums I hold with such high artistic regard. But I, I want to go back through and listen to them again. I've been just kind of like piecemealing it, but I want to listen to it okay. in chronological order. Um, but yeah, even based on that, though, you can definitely tell that, like, see the artistic evolution. It, even in, And his early stuff isn't bad. Like, it's still good stuff. But he yeah. definitely, like, especially with swimming, and you can tell that this is a continuation project off of swimming. Yeah, um, that's what I was yeah. I, I don't really know what he sounds like at the big, like, his earlier stuff, which is why. Mm-hmm. I just kind of listened to this because I liked one of the songs off of it and I wanted to listen to more, but yeah. Yeah, one of our friends I was uh, that we play Warzone with, I was talking to him and I, I said like that we were going to do this album and I was like, yeah, and I've never really checked out Mac stuff and he was like, oh, you're in for a treat then. He was like, you, <laughs> you have missed a lot of good music then. That's and, what uh, yes, he's right. What yeah, to me says. it's always... To me, it's always been like uh, on Good AM, he kind of like perfected his rap persona, and then on mm-hmm. the Divine Feminine, he toyed with like making a a true concept album, and then after that, with Swimming in Circles, it was like he was starting to get more into his like experimental mindset, I guess. Yeah, it would he... it would have been so cool to see what like his next project would have been after after yeah. really looking at swimming and this both as standalone albums and companion pieces especially this one it would have been so cool um to have seen what he would have like what his next project would have been i wouldn't i wouldn't have been surprised if he just only like increasingly got better and better and better yeah because this this album is like awesome which is also really sad but yep yeah because he 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 always had like a fascination with jazz i think it was Mm -hmm. i forget how early it was i have it saved on my phone i think it was like 2012 he came out with a um with an ep i think it was called like larry larry lovestein and the velvet revival is what it's called, <laughs> and it, it's it's basically just like a jazz EP. Yeah, it's, it's from saying. 2012. And um, and he he had posted uh mixtapes and and like free stuff on online on SoundCloud under the the name like uh he'd been like Larry Fisherman, Larry Lovestein, like d- different stuff. And he also has two big mixtapes under just the name Mac Miller um macadelic and faces and he might have some more stuff too i I just know about macadelic and faces and macadelic is on spotify now but faces still isn't but i Mm -hmm. I need to listen to faces because i've i've heard like a bunch of good stuff about faces but Mm -hmm. i I still haven't checked it all the way out interesting well i guess do we uh do we want to start talking talking shop about this album (laughs) some specifics out of here um I just really like one. I like the entire vibe of the album, but especially circles as an intro. 
It's so smooth. I I love that like the piano kind of just vibe early part and then just starting off with well what it look like <laughs> i didn't know that's what the tiktok thing was from either yeah i, I when i was listening to it i was like oh that's what yeah but yeah but it's it's so good though it's such a because one it starts off the song really well talking about how you know time is moving in a circular fashion you know yeah um stress and relax and then repeat but then also it's it's cool to just because this is a very like raw, introspective album, and so mm-hmm. it's it's cool to also have that double meaning of saying like, well, this is what it looks like, like looking at himself as a person operating through life. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, and I I love the like chorus of it. Mm-hmm. You're feeling sorry. I'm feeling fine. Don't you put any more stress on yourself It's one day at a time Getting pretty late, getting pretty late Especially, because that's like, I don't know It's what I tell myself and other people If it's like, like the pressure's really getting big I, I, you know, don't put any more stress on yourself It's one day at a time I love that, that's such a, just like I don't know mantra for me in life you know not to let not yeah. to let stuff build too much and just take a deep breath and should have worked out yeah totally there, yeah, there's thinking, a lot of a lot of sentiments like that on on this mm-hmm. album like uh about being patient about um yeah. like about kind of being stuck inside your own head and, and feeling like how how you're stuck in a loop how he says like but i end up right at the start of the line drawing circles like the whole the whole metaphor about about feeling caught in mm-hmm. like a, a cycle of life and not being able to break out that's present in the album but there's also also present in the album is i think in the second verse he doesn't dwell as much on that he mm-hmm. dwells more on like kind of helping people out of those circles and like helping people um just like being there for people i don't have the exact lines but yeah i remember a shift from the first verse where he's kind of talking about his own life and then the second the the second half of the song he kind of starts just talking about uh less focus on himself and his mental capacity and and more focusing on caring for other people yeah, and, Which and I, I, kinda, I think kind of, I, I just think that kind of speaks to, like his image. I didn't know a ton about him uh, before he died. Really, whenever swimming came out, I got really into it, mm-hmm. and then I forget the exact timeline of of when it came out, and 
and when he died it was i know it was like a month or two later but just seeing like the outpouring of, of love from the community and from uh i always um i'd always been big into anderson pack and mm-hmm. seeing like how much uh he talked about mac and like how um how he always thought of mac as like this shining light in the industry and how so many other people did as well it was just it was inspiring mm-hmm. like to see that someone who had such great like personal character could be successful when when you hear about all kinds of celebrities and stuff being jerks behind the scene it's right. it seems like everyone Ellen genuinely DeGeneres. loved to like just hang out with him mm-hmm. ellen degeneres <laughs> yeah. no 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 i, I sorry I ellen ellen we're taking down me. ellen on this episode right now <laughs> i think ellen's already get been canceled down. true but yeah, no, dude, I was going to add, this is this is a really good, like, uh, I think, mood, mood setter mm-hmm. for the whole album. It, it's it's pretty, it's pretty accurate from, you know, what the, what the rest of the album is going to be like, I feel like also. Yeah, because there's, there's definitely some rise and fall, but I mm-hmm. feel like just an average mood of it, this is definitely like a good mental headspace it gets you into. Yeah. Um, I like the keyboard and complicated that's like the base mm-hmm. of the beat Outside is cloudy, but i think it, mm-hmm. i put keyboard like question mark i'm yeah it's some sort of i'm pretty yeah, sure it's like some sort of keyboard mm-hmm. synth thing mm-hmm. but uh, i like it a lot Wait, for which song uh, complicated, complicated the next one. Oh yeah um <clears throat> i was gonna say that too once again excellent sentiments you know why is everything got to be complicated just trying to get through life you know why is it got to be unnecessarily complicated yeah i don't know the, the lines that always stuck that always sticks with me whenever i hear it is the i'm way too young to be getting old does it always gotta gotta be so complicated Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Especially at our age too. We're going mm-hmm. through the, the too young, young adult crisis this, this early, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. No. So do you guys do you guys know much about John Bryan, the guy who he produced both no, these albums with? No. So, uh, John Bryan, he's a big film composer, mm-hmm. but he's also worked with all kinds of musicians, like uh. Fiona Apple. Um, he he does. I know he's done a lot of st- string arrangements for mm-hmm. like for for random musicians, like he did on like Lemonade for Beyonce. But um, mm-hmm. but he's also uh for for these albums he like played bass a lot. He played um synthesizer. He's credited on the synthesizer for Complicated, like uh, <clears throat> uh But he's also fun fact uh worked with Kanye as like a main co-producer for late registration and graduation mm, interesting. so he he was back with kanye in like early kanye days and he's uh sense. he yeah any like film score that i've seen by him mm-hmm. i just it, I, I don't listen to film scores a lot by myself but i have like when i'm like studying mm-hmm. and I, I like to listen to his just because they're like interesting and good 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that definitely makes sense because a lot of a lot of this album, there's definitely parts where it it doesn't seem like a typical like musical producer. So I could definitely mm-hmm. see the film score influences. Yeah. Yeah. What is film there's score a, again? Uh, Just so I. It's like the music to a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, like the, okay, okay, okay. the yeah, like there for some movies there's film soundtracks and film scores, and the soundtrack is the the songs that they take that already exist in the world to put in the movie, and the score right. is uh, the music that's composed for the movie. Yeah. Okay, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, and John Bryan also did like a ten minute interview with uh Zane Lowe for Apple Music, and. I, I watched that a long time ago, but I watched it again this morning because I, I just remembered it. And um, and it was about Circles, like after Circles came mm-hmm. out, and just hearing him talk about how uh, how how Mac would always try and say like, "Oh, you, you just you just play this on the song," and <laughs> John Bryan was like, "No, like you're you're great, you're amazing, you already brought all this like fan these fantastic demos yeah. that you have all this thought for, like, and and you're super uh, like." musically proficient like you you just play it and mac would always be like all right, all right fine fine like john said he'd have to like convince him and then there were times where they would they would set up across from each other like like duplicate setups and john would play it at the same time just to like convince mac to play it <laughs> but yeah yeah that's why i read that i read yeah so i guess because i saw on pretty much every song there was i guess him talking from that interview because it said like for apple music yeah. Um, oh yeah so i read that interview basically <laughs> but yeah there were there were times where he was like like we'll get into it later on but once a day he said that like while whenever mac would play that sometimes he would just start to like cry listening to like the subject matter and the music and stuff that he brought and he would go in the hallway and then come back and be like, "All right, let's do that again." Like, you, like you, this is incredible. Dang. He said, "But yeah," and he said that with Mac a lot. And I think that's kind of not just the persona that he would portray, but he just seemed like a shy dude who just really enjoyed connecting with people. Uh-huh. I've yeah. seen in in his uh, appearances he made on like red carpets or just like fan interactions and stuff. He just seemed like a guy who could never believe that he was a celebrity. Aww. He was just always like just genuinely humbled and doubting and just being like, I, I, I don't know. This, this is good, I guess. And other people are like, no, this is, this is incredible. And he'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, if, if you like it, I guess we'll sure. put it out. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't seem like an act. It just genuinely seemed like he was a guy who was like, I'm not qualified to be here. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me. Um, I, I really like Blue World. That's that's probably one of my favorites yeah. on the album. That's the one that Nick played in the car, right? Yeah, I don't uh, know. Last Tuesday on our cookout, okay. that was the one I started listening to. It yeah, it that, so good. That sample is so good at the beginning. The like, mm-hmm. and then the just the drop right into it. Oh, I love that! Yes. I love that beat. Thank you. 
Also, great refrain. Once again, it's cropping up. One of these days we'll all get by. Hey, one of these days we'll all get by. Don't be afraid, don't fall. Think I lost my mind. Reality so hard to find. When the devil trying to call your line. Shit, I, always... I don't remember exactly what it says, but that's like the general idea behind it. Love that. This song, this song is definitely one of my favorite also. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I feel like it pairs very well with Complicated, like back-to-back. Yeah. They have a... Complicated's like a slower BPM. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. a little mellower, but yeah, they have, a, they have a similar energy to them, you know? Yeah, and Complicated is... It seems it's a little bit more on the side of, like, complaining, like, stressed out about stuff, and then Blue World's like a, the the... <laughs> The answer to that stress and yeah. like issues is like, mm-hmm. don't worry, one day we'll all get by. It'll be all right, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, a good a good yin and yang, you know. I was gonna say it sounds uh, he he raps a little faster in this one too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just seems a little more not like upbeat, but a little like like exactly what you're saying, Jamie. Like uh, yeah. like complicated is more like stressed out, but this is more like kind of embracing. But a lot of stuff. It's a mad water made me crazy. My girl turn around, do a full one eighty. Eighty. so good. It's the it's so catchy, man. That whole chorus, I love it. Um, it's one of the ones that, like, like, it's just if I'm not listening to something else, it's what's stuck in my head. I just hear that chorus over and over. It's just so catchy. He mm. he uses so good. That didn't make any what the sentence I was about to say made no <laughs> so sense. So good, <laughs> but he, so good and I was like, he has an excellent sense of rhythm and when to employ certain syllables and rhyming schemes. Mm-hmm. Like the don't he'll, he'll he won't even use the same scheme for entire verses or choruses. It's just two or three lines, and it the fact that it's that subtle makes it stick out that much more in your head. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down somewhere. I don't remember what song. I'll get to that one. Uh, But he just... And he can sing really well, too. Mm -hmm. Like, he just has a very good musical... It's not even necessarily ability, but just good musical um, insight, I guess. Mm -hmm. It seems like to me. Yeah, and uh, I don't think I'd ever really heard him sing until Swimming. Mm-hmm. And on the song "Small Worlds" on swimming, yeah, he pretty much he sings for like the majority of that song. And the mm-hmm. first time I heard it, it was just so different than uh, it felt so different to me. At least his lyrical delivery, different than like self care or I knew uh, "Dang" off the Divine Feminine mm-hmm. and like my favorite part in Cinderella and stuff. I I didn't like "Small Worlds" a lot at first. Really? And then, um, really? Yeah, uh-huh. and and it has like a really it. nice instrumental and stuff, and I and uh, I think like I'm pretty sure um, John Mayer does some of the guitar on that song. Oh, really? And, I'll have to listen to it again yeah. and see if I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, I because I remember seeing that whenever the album came out, like seeing John promote it a little bit, and then um, at the big benefit concert for Mac after he passed away, um, John Mayer did. He he like sang small worlds and he like played the song. 
at, at the concert. It was really good. Oh, that's sick. I think I remember mm-hmm. either hearing about it or you telling me about it. I guess those are the same thing. But somewhere <laughs> I, I remember hearing about that too. And so that makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he, he's just so talented listening to this stuff. Uh, <laughs> and then I guess getting into the track that is the reason we we're doing this album with good yes. news. I also, I also like that one a lot too. It is, but it is heavy. It's so good, isn't it? It is. It, but it's so good. Just the vocals over this, they're super, especially contrasted with, uh, like blue world. And even a little bit with, um, I can see, I feel like it's, it's so immediate change like an immediate mm-hmm. shift in gears and man just the sparseness and then with the vocals over they're very very well complimentary but also because it's a sparse music track i think it also allows the like big discussion about um just the pressure he's feeling and the other artists feel placed on them by even people who don't mean like Matt would like people without malintent, but just mm-hmm. like a close circle of family, friends and fans, just the amount yeah. of pressure being put on it is so immense. Especially um, when fans always want new stuff too all the time. Like, right. They want new stuff and they don't want different new stuff. A lot yeah. of the times <laughs> there are, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who for some reason don't want, uh, change in musical sound and they meet it with like negativity and anger which is always bizarre to me but that's a whole other thing but i i feel like the the lack of a ton of instrumentation allows it to really the message and the vocals are the focal point of that track and i think it's it's executed so well because I, Uh i think it's a very you know a very large message especially listening back to all of this written by a person who months after they worked on it would go on to accidentally overdose like there were there were times reading i think that was one of them and then there are others where just not even reading about the song but reading the lyrics and thinking about them in the context of where they were written in that person's life who then you know died months afterwards mm-hmm. it like bro i started i was i i did the i wrote my notes up at work and I was like, I've got fucking tears in my eyes right now. Like Aww. multiple points on here. It's just, it's, it's, it's very heavy. And but it's really good, man. It's done so mm-hmm. well. The um, voice is just amazing too, man. Yeah, and his delivery, and I just like his writing is so good. Like it's not, it's not bars, you know. But it's just, it is. It's like, <laughs> it's poetry. It's, it's. It, this is one of the things. Where it makes you remember that music is a poem with rhythm, mm-hmm. like not just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always thought and of I, it as yeah, like I, a, just a big perfect mix of like humor, introspectiveness, mm-hmm. like a, a little bit of like a little a little bit bit of confidence. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just the perfect like ratio of everything, pretty much. Yeah, and he's always <laughs> been pretty. <laughs> the golden ratio yeah <laughs> he's always 1. been 6. like pretty oh prophetic with just different songs on different albums mm. like uh there i don't think there's really anything crazy in the divine feminine but on the album before good am 
he has mm-hmm. a song called perfect circle godspeed where he talks about like like uh like next thing you know i'm gonna like overdose and and like i just hope like my mom will be okay and like it like he it, he just talks about like what could happen in his future if he spirals mm-hmm. into like an obsession with fame and then in 2009 on swimming he talks about uh 2018 like, trying to start believing in god and like uh what do you say 2018 on swimming well no the the song is called 2009 that's all oh yeah yeah, yeah. my bad my bad you're right yeah. you're right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh-huh. yeah you silly goose don't, don't come at me actually. with the with the with the mac corrections all right but yeah that's pretty much it um and then, like, the the first line on Circles, well, this is what it looked like right before you fall. Like, he he recorded those lyrics shortly before he accidentally overdosed. Like, yeah, dude, it, it's crazy. Yeah, so they were, yeah, this album in the context of all of that, just hearing it, I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh but I, do, I really like that if I'm gonna cut anything in, I'm gonna cut in the course of that one. Cause like, I don't even know what I'm saying it about. Good news, good news, good news. That's all they wanna hear. No, they don't like you when I'm down. But when I'm flying. Good news, good news, good news. Yeah, that's all I wanna hear. Uh, like and in the. What's the I think in the. In the in the John Bryan interview, he says that that was one that he like really kind of had to work on and like put some spin on. A- at first, he was talking about just working on it in general with Mac mm-hmm. and how um, mm-hmm. Mac had all the verses written and mm-hmm. they uh, neither of them could really think of anything for a chorus and they just started playing like the beginnings of the instrumental and Mac went in the booth and just like just spat out the chorus and just yeah. he didn't have it written like he just kind of like off the cuff and and John Bryan was like, that, "Okay, like, that's, that, it. that's it." Like, yeah, he was yeah. like, "He no." I think he said he was in the control room, just kind of saying that stuff out loud. And and John Bryan was like, get, "Like, get in the booth. Like, we're gonna record that." And yeah, and Mac was like, "All right, what? Like, I'm just saying stuff. Like, are you? This is fine, but like, surely it could be better." And John John Bryan was like, "No, like this, the this is this is you. Like, this is you coming out. Like, this, this is the is, most real stuff. This is right. what we need to record." Yeah, yeah. I, I love shit like that where it's just, you know, because off this cuff stuff is what's going on in your mental. So, yeah, it's awesome true. hearing stuff like that where it's just like, no, this was, you know, either this was just one take stuff like that. And it's like, well, the most real is, you know, the best often, which is yep. a good lesson in life. Go with your gut because, mm-hmm. you know, um, true. Oh, yeah, this was my favorite song by far, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. I really like it. I really like that one a lot. Um, I oh, a couple it's songs a, that I hmm? what I can see. What were you gonna say about? Oh, I was just saying that was the one that in the second verse, especially the the rhythm of it. That's the one where you, like the the different stressing of the goes no toes. They keep you on your toes. You got so far to go. 
Those words and the ending sounds, every time I hear it, that's like a little earworm thing where I'm like, oh, that was that was that was neat. Mm-hmm. That was good. That's like me in um in surf, where he says like your eyes and your ears, your hands and your nose. No yeah, something like that. And then your head, your shoulders, mm-hmm. your knees and your toes. Gonna be fine. Who the hell knows? It's your eyes and your ears and your mouth and your nose Head and your shoulders, your knees and your toes I dream of this moment Will it come true? Yeah, I was like, oh, that that's just so fun <laughs> And right like, uh, just... in, in hand-me-downs, the line about electrolytes helping you go the distance Like, yeah. I was like, electrolytes, well, like electrolytes. In, in a song? That's charity, um I move carelessly, that's why I'm always tripping. I guess it's like electrolytes, you help me go the distance. Not too efficient, but the way it's always been. Until the day we have to meet again. Get away when it ain't really safe and it don't seem right. Help me go the distance, not the most efficient. Bro, don't even that nah, was, Don't even get me started on hand-me-downs. We'll get into that later. Hand-me-downs, yeah. Yeah, we, we can get into that later. But uh, two songs that really grew on me mm-hmm. um, listening to to this again this week were uh, Everybody and That's On Me. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. They're probably the most, like, I guess, piano ballads on the album. Yeah, yeah. that's what and, I was thinking, too. And, excuse me, and Everybody is a, um, is a cover of, like, a 70s song, maybe? Oh, really? It's a not a cover. It's inspired. It's like an inspired by. It's not a straight up cover, I don't think. But at least, especially the chorus lines of like everybody got to live. Every, like that's. I don't think a cover, but it is like influenced by. Like I guess he was listening to that and then was like, "Yo, I'm gonna make my version of that message or something like that." Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I felt. I I definitely felt that way with um. Not everybody, but the other one you said, and I don't remember what you said. Um, that's on me. Yeah, I. That's on me. Yeah. I think that was the one. The, the first time I listened to it, I was like, "Hmm, I don't know." But then I it definitely grew on me over the the successive listens, and I mean, I like. There's not a moment on this album that I don't enjoy now. Really. Mm-hmm. That you don't what? Sorry. That I don't. That I don't. Not. That you dislike, I guess. I, there's not yeah, a, exactly. There's not, there's a, not moment a moment that you dislike. There's not a moment where I go, hmm. Can skip oh, okay, this. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know how I said it the first time, but I don't think it was right. There's Back not here. a moment that you don't not enjoy. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't there a feature on Hand Me Downs? But it doesn't say there's anybody. Yes, feature, it but that's, is. That's a different voice, isn't it? It is mm-hmm. a. I didn't write down their first name, but it's a guy named with his last name was Barrow. Really quick though, I wanted to say I actually really enjoyed everybody, um, just because okay, sorry, yeah. it that's something that another mantra I live by. You know, everybody gotta live, everybody gotta die, so everybody's trying to have a real good time. You know the reason. Everybody's gotta live. Everybody's gonna die 
I love that. That's it's like one of my favorite quotes is Jimi Hendrix. And, you know, if I'm the one who has to die at the end of my life, then let me live it how I'm gonna, or something True. to that effect. Um, and I really like his vocals and everybody. So that is that is funny that that you said that that was Nick. You said that was one that at the start it, it like it grew on you. That was one of the ones for yeah. me. Every time, like from the first lesson, I was like, absolutely. I think I enjoyed the Bro, one spitting. a lot too. Yeah. But I mean that's that's the beauty of music, right? Um, that's why this is somehow interesting to people every week. <laughs> to David, um, thank you, David. But <laughs> thank you, David. But I I love Hand Me Downs. That it. Yes. I don't think it's my favorite track because it's hard to pick a favorite, but it's definitely top three for me. I love okay. that one. From the from the guitar and the mood and then just the sparseness of the drum beat. And then yeah, it's a guy named his last name is Barrow. John Bryan. No. Oh, wait, what? It, the, oh, I think never it's mind. Barrow Sorry, that's yeah, I, right, 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 right. I, I looked at Produce and I forgot that was the guy okay. next talking. What's your name, Nick? <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Barrow Sura. Okay, Bar-o-sura? yes, Barrow's his first name then. Bar. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. I I was looking at that and I saw B Sark. What Sarka? Right. Yeah. And Sura. you said his last name was that or something with a B, and I was like, yeah. I don't see anybody with last I'm, name. I'm silly. Uh, no, but I I love his his chorus. It's awesome. But, uh, I, I love the play on words of, um, his ending, his ending line in the chorus is, uh, or I guess the, the two lines, a little couplet there is you're an only child, but you say you want a family, I think. But the last part is definitely, so let's turn these jeans into hand-me-downs. So, uh, that writing, I don't know who wrote it, but it's so clever to say to the dual meaning of, you know, jeans, as in like handing down, you know, the article of clothing to a to a younger yeah. sibling. And then your other jeans, passing them down as hand-me-downs to your kids. I thought that, I don't know. I just really like that from a writing standpoint. Because mm-hmm. uh, no matter how you interpret the jeans, it works. It's pretty cool. You know, you'd hand down old jeans yeah. to kids too. Three levels? Two and a half? Three, I don't know. Then there's a guy named Gene and they're handing it guy down to A guy named Gene and they give Gene Nick's middle the name jeans? is Gene. <laughs> True. True. Uh, uh maybe that's why maybe that's why it's my favorite song and I just never realized it. Oh yeah, right that's now. it's you because you hear it in your I brain. Goes, you're talking it. about me. 
<laughs> I'm the gene in the song. That was that was the one that I straight up wrote down. At, I'm like I so I write my notes down in a bulleted list every week. And this is one where I straight up wrote, not gonna lie, really reading these lyrics kind of has some tears coming to my eyes, Chiefs. Uh, and I was just sitting at work. I, I wasn't even really vibing that hard with it. I was just listening to it while reading what it was saying. I was like, fuck. Um, I think this one to me feels the most um, like exposed look at himself that he puts into a track. Uh, it's just talking in with brutal, n- no, you know, no walls up or anything. Just talked about like his, his own self-destructive tendencies and wanting to get away with the person that he's singing to. Um, and just wanting to like, you know, go to a lake with a nice view and like mm-hmm. better days and talking about like every, everything he builds up, he tears down stuff like that and that with just the drums and guitar throughout i was just like holy shit this is this is touching me right in my heart because mm-hmm. also i i love the uh yeah i don't know i just i just really like that track it, it might be my favorite on the album yeah it's always been my favorite and i i've never been quite sure um if i liked it or or i like woods a lot mm-hmm. or um complicated in, in circles i like a lot too but mm-hmm. i think hammy downs is definitely my favorite track just because of how much i've gone back to it over mm-hmm. over time like mm-hmm. I, I think it was one of my top i think it was one of my top five songs maybe for 2020 yeah oh maybe. interesting dude i cannot wait to see my year in my year end listening this year it's gonna I be can't either because... it's gonna be wildly different from the last few this years. Is, this is my first one ever too, so I'm excited. Oh yeah, mm. you're you're getting your virgin Spotify yeah. listener over here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. Every year it's like one of my favorite things about like the, the end of the years, seeing my Spotify raps. It's like a little mm-hmm. Christmas present. It is, because I love data. Same. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I love data also. Oh, data. But, uh, you're you're a data guy. No, data Absolutely or data. Uh, big yeah, man. I I love that. One. I also like Woods a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I like the Woods that much. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I like like the, 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 the what is it, like the drum or the kick. What the? I'm so stupid. It's like it's not like a like a snare or something no not a snare I'm trying to think of it. it's it's like the it's like the drums in the background at the very beginning mm-hmm. the 808s maybe there might be the 808s like a hi hat in it too. I can't. Are you guys like? I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I will cut it in. I'm like, right I started talking faster and more because I was like, am I just choking this right now? Because like, we're not giving you any feedback here. I, I was like, like, that's like, it's like when uh, 
it's like when uh Nikki told me like the people who go out and interview people they just like don't say anything back so they just like keep talking you're like mm-hmm. uh, uh oh yeah what do i say i don't know what to say i think we should we should make that we should make that podcast practice now whenever one person is talking and we notice they've been talking for more than like five seconds <laughs> just we just have don't to say in and look at our cameras and like and, and wait for them run, to run to, right. to, <laughs> to fully explain every small facet of their thought and then just start making up stuff. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, I, I've always loved the the chorus and there's like this underlying kind of like drawn out synth in Woods. And the, the chorus is just, do I, do I love, can I, can I get enough? it's just very simple and it it's it speaks to his kind of uh like his his reflective nature like do i love like do i love well enough do i give enough love like which is like like you were talking about his humble nature his like uh tendency to doubt himself that kind of shows up there with how it seems like everyone always thought that he was a great person to be around and someone who like a someone who gave a lot of love but he was still kind of doubting himself like am i am i like am i giving enough love out you know because the whole because the whole yeah especially because the whole woods is it's like a it's about either a specific relationship or just like general failed relationships and so it's kind of Mariana. him asking, yeah, that's, there's a line in there that kind of throws back about her. Um, I think that's the one where he talks about like me and my girl riding around, just listening to ourselves, something about that. That's kind of like a throwaway reference to, you know, both of them being musicians listening to their own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's in that one. But yeah, so it's. Yeah, it's just him asking those genuine questions about like what like what went wrong here and was was it me? Like was it what was it? Which I think is a very once again, I mean that's just a very everyone has that. If you look back at a failed time, you're like was like if you're not a dick, probably you you have that uh thought <laughs> process of like if you're not self questions otherwise you might be a uh-huh. little too conceited i don't want to you know <laughs> i don't want to hard line it one way or the other but if mm-hmm. everyone else in the room is an asshole you're probably the asshole <laughs> you know that kind of thing um yeah yeah i think i think hands is the it's interesting to me cuz it's the only like straight up rap that he does on on the album i think as an entirety from a track standpoint Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the one that's like just straight up. This is this is a rap song, you know. You kind of go, oh yeah, he can do that. That's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. This is what he, <laughs> he he built his foundation right before before the last uh, two years. This is what he sounded like, <laughs> give or take. Yeah, um, I mm-hmm. like the, the little um, background. Uh, what's it called? It's it's not really a sample, but it's like 
the little kid in the back. Mm -hmm. The like kid or not? The little like yeah, it's like a kid ad lib. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah, yeah at the start, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's in the background for the whole time, but it just it, it just becomes more muffled as like stuff gets. It added, might be, obviously. yeah. I I de I don't know. I can't remember hearing it, but it definitely might as it could be just in the background of the track the whole time. But it's definitely like that's what it starts with. Uh huh. It's pretty cool. I like that one though. You know, I don't I don't hate it. As it's, it, yeah, it's it kind of, it, it's interesting. It sticks out. It's it's more interesting because it sticks out as just a rap song. But it's not. That's not like a complaint about it. For me, that's yeah, just as a like person a, who huh. doesn't really. Oh, sorry, Jamie. Keep going. Oh, I was just saying that's like just for me. It it wasn't, you know, a drag on that. It was just like an interesting mental note I had. Yeah, I was gonna say some for someone who doesn't listen to. Uh, um his like rap albums uh -huh. or i never listened to his rap album before it was like it was, it was kind of cool to hear you know obviously that's like what he right um grew on and i know like obviously he's like in the rap community so i wasn't like oh this guy's just uh this guy's just a, this is experimental album this is all he does all the time yeah. so like i wasn't like, like <laughs> it was just it was just nice to listen to too because mm -hmm. i knew Yo, i heard about this mac miller guy uh, yes, i don't really know uh, what kind of music he used to make who's but this, this malcolm <laughs> this is almost rap this malcolm makes sad music i don't know this, what the uh, sad malcolm miller character malcolm miller malcolm miller i think uh, it's mckenzie no. <laughs> is that malcolm but yeah oh is it what is it yeah, what? Why am I thinking? Well, there's to something be fair, to do with McKin McKinsey is the typical abbreviation of or elongation of Mac. Mac is typically short for McKinsey, but in his case, it's mm -hmm. Malcolm. And yeah, I've known a decent amount of McKinseys and Macs, but I've never known, and I've known a Malcolm, but I've never known Mal a Malcolm that goes by Mac or vice versa. I've never known a Malcolm. I know in my life. I got a little little Malcolm action in my memory bank oh you got malcolm action huh? nope <laughs> okay okay oh jay oh <laughs> i i swear to like i know his name's malcolm yeah. i but i swear to god i saw like the mckinsey thing somewhere and i don't know why my brain just defaulted yeah that. i'm pretty sure earlier in this podcast at like the start of it you referenced him as malcolm maybe not maybe but i, I just, just was making that up but i just need to I need to go to bed. That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I had anything else to add to that. But yeah, there's only there's <laughs> only like two explicit songs, which I also yeah. didn't. I guess there's more. Is it? Is it? Is it? Or is it other, not that it matters. I really yeah. Don't no, care his other ones like, are. Like if but, you look at swimming, okay, okay. I think there's only two that aren't explicit. I think it's the okay. first and the last tracks. Like I say, he very much didn't feel the need just to include you know like profanity on here just to like do it yeah it was and i and mm -hmm. i'm i'm sure that that was probably some sort of conscious choice on his part or mm -hmm. he just might have found that he didn't like based on the subject matter he didn't feel like he needed that but yeah i mean he has other ones yeah. that are like 
They get pretty, yeah. No. They're, like, especially some stuff on, uh, a lot of stuff on the Divine Feminine. I probably wouldn't play it in a family <laughs> car, you know? No. Mm-mm. Like Definitely Eminem not. also, early Eminem, you wouldn't play it. No, no, it's different than Eminem. It's a little different. You oh, should really? check out the Divine Feminine, yeah. Yeah, uh, you definitely, you definitely do not want to play skin in the car with your your fam. You you do do not want to play skin in the car, <laughs> or you don't do want to play, the play last... Cinderella. You can play the. You don't first, want to play like, God is fair, half... sexy, nasty. You, you can play the. You can play like, the just, first last. Just the way like, you look, explaining this. Two and a half so minutes funny. of skin. <laughs> oh my gosh! Maybe Wait, what's like you the... no, no, you could. You could have stayed, but skin. I think pretty much the whole thing is. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't. Pretty, pretty lyrically explicit. You probably don't remember. You probably don't r- remember uh, the song "Like This" by uh, Anderson Pack from No Worries. It, it's it's yeah, on it's, that caliber. It's along the same lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's a very good album though. Check it out. It's excellent. I like okay. that one a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that it, I had I had that same mental note where I was like, "Huh, he doesn't really like, you know, he's not really well." I think it's more he's just not saying that kind of thing, you know. Uh-huh. Like it'd be weird to throw a shit in with a lot of the subject matter yeah. and the lyrics that he the the topics he is talking about. It would kind of be the kind of thing where you go, "Oh, that's that's kind of shoehorned in there." I don't know about that. <laughs> like when you hear someone who there's just some people who just don't know how to say like 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 curse which that makes me feel weird saying because i don't it's weirder whenever i hear people say cuss i really hate that <laughs> that's a bad peeve of mine if i hear someone Wait, say like hate, cuss words hate, or they're cussing i hate that you hate curse i feel like sounds more like grandma than cuss cuss no cuss yeah. makes you sound like a fifth grader or not a fifth grader, because in fifth grade we were like the uh, filthiest speaking. I don't know. Cuss <laughs> just feels very like. I don't know. I don't know. I it, feel it's like just, it's a, it's a mental thing. Cuss is weird to me. I it just sounds so weird. What, what do you think about like a like swearing? <laughs> swearing like, is weird, but in a funny way. If you contextually, what? you could say like, "Wow, I can't believe you just swore." That's funny to me. But if you said, <laughs> "I got." I got cussed out. That just sounds so backwards to me. It sounds so backwards. Really? Yeah. Cussing, hmm. cussing just is weird to me. So do you know. have like a... I think that's a you thing, but... Do you just have like a... Do you have a word that you feel comfortable using when describing curse words? Or do you just not... Telling it how it is. Describe them. I just... I, okay. Honestly, <laughs> I just don't really describe it. Fair enough. Because I don't yeah, like I, any I feel of like the probably... ways to describe it. Any of the ways to describe it makes uh-huh. me feel like a weird, like, Baptist child, you know? Yeah. They make um, you feel like a goody two-shoes, yeah, like you're trying to avoid yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, giving, uh, it a, giving a name to it makes it sound like you're saying, like, frick. I don't, <laughs> I see, I don't feel that way at all about it. Yeah. I, I don't – I think that I'm in the minority with that. That's why I never really tell people mm-hmm. that. But yeah. if you ever hear this me talking, told the internet it's though. very, it's very <laughs> seldom that you will hear me describe uh, saying bad words in a manner, and <laughs> just know that however I've said it on the inside, I went, "Wow, what a bitch." <laughs> I don't think yeah. 
have ever said curse words. Cuss <laughs> is probably my go-to. See, it's just it's it's. I know that yeah, that's the most average thing. It's just in my brain. I go, oh. That's like uh, when when people call me like buddy. Yeah. I'm I'm like, mm. I like twitch yeah. a little bit inside. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. I know. Um. <laughs> but I can wrap up my notes on this album by talking about once a day. That one I also uh-huh. I love me too. that track. Um. I'm in, in the course. It's hitting that thing once again, of what I've said, where uh, everybody keep rushing. Why aren't we taking our time? You know, and then every now and again, baby, I got high. Everybody keep rushing. Why aren't we taking our time? Every now and again, baby, I get high. But yeah, just that same thing, like the whole idea and outlook of like, why are we all, you know, it's like we talked, like I talked about last week with the end of the Killers album, with the end of Samstown, you know, if my day, if our days are numbered, why do we keep counting? It's the same kind of thing. Everybody keeps rushing. Just slow down, man. Take our time. Enjoy it while we have it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And the intro and outro just, it just gets to me, but I don't think. Oh, it's on a, it's a, a different manner because it's like you know living with with Vic and this person who like I just love very much I feel that definitely like once a day I rise once a day I fall asleep with you once a day I try but I can't find a single word once a day I rise once a day I fall asleep with you once a day I try but I can't find a single word I wonder what they know I don't know it just feels like there's a there's a lot of a lot of things it's things and emotion that are it's hard to find the words to express them you know it's the kind of things that are expressed more in action and you know I, I guess it's what people mean when they say it's the little things it's like the indescribable intangibles. They just make every day, you know, just a little bit better. Yeah. So it definitely that yeah. one that one gets me every time I hear that song, the intro and outro. I'm just like, oh, I feel that shit. Yeah, com- commenting on that, I still remember in high school, um hearing we were learning about poetry, I think, in like Ostrander's class. And or, or somebody's class, I, I can't even remember who, and they said that uh, that poetry is a way of articulating emotions or feelings that you can't just articulate with literal words themselves. Right. And that was like a little key for me to be like, oh, there's there's something to like the form of more broadly than poetry right. and something that I enjoy more than poetry is just songwriting. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it's just, and, and with the accompaniment of, of music that can kind of turn on certain emotional cues or just provide some sort of pleasant sonic bed to hear right. that poetry over. It just, it, it makes it all the more 
influential mm-hmm. to, to me. Yeah, it can definitely done right. It can add even more of whatever the message is you're saying with the lyrics. You know, that's that's music in its own right is incredible to me just because it's it's just I mean it's the same vibrations that our voices make. It's just different things have different harmonic characteristics. Um but it's all like math and frequencies and it's just like it's just something that I feel transcends like any any descriptors we give it, you know, any any uh definitions and theory, none of that's the important part to me. The important part is the fact that there's this one unifying thing that we as just a species can do crazy things to our brain unlike anything else. And that, that in tandem with, you know, really well written because there are still words, you're right, there's still tangible words, but mm-hmm. there's just the way that you can construct it, it adds more between where the words are. It's it's it will never not be amazing to me. It is it is magic, and I love experiencing it. And that's one of the reasons I've always loved being a musician, is because there's just. I mean, it's like did you get did, like, not to be weird, but like the movie Soul. I really felt that shit. Um, did you get Did you guys watch Soul? I haven't it seen it yet, but I really want. Fantastic! It. I highly recommend it. But there's there's kind of an idea behind it. That like, you know, when you get quote unquote in the zone of whatever you enjoy doing, it's like your soul goes to a different like plane of existence and it's that acting out. It's kind of, it's so hard to describe it, but just playing music, especially with other people, even if you do it poorly, I mean, it is, it's like nothing else. There's like this magical key that gets unlocked in your brain where it's just like, it, it is such a like mental high. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty good movie. What? So that was pretty good I thought you said you didn't watch it. I said I oh, did. Oh, okay. Nick okay. said he didn't. Yeah. I said, yeah. But no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. It's so good. You should, you should watch it like as soon as you can. It is so good. I've already had I've already had Coco spoiled for me. God. Wait, don't spoil for me. I don't. I think I David spoiled it. it for me. I haven't seen it either. It's like two years old, so don't, it's, it's kind of past it. the spoiler limit. But I, I'm not gonna say it. Not. But don't say. It's just like past the point where I can really be mad it. about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so do you guys have any other notes for the album before we like? Uh... I think I'm good. Yeah. Getting choked I, up. I, I think we. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I would say it's it. It would be weird if I were to say that, but I like. I I have a little. I wrote a paragraph to sum up my thoughts on this. I don't think I've done that before. It's crazy. Hell yeah, uh, go for it. Read it. But but yeah, I, I said this album. It's honestly the first one in like quite a while that I legit had some like tears kind of coming to my eyes every now and then listening to it. Um. Just because it it touches on it touches on things that I wrestle with like on an on an internal level, just constantly like uh like the finiteness of our own mortality it's something that it, it's kind of always in the back of my mind, and it really sometimes it really fucks me up like I really freak out about that um mm-hmm. and that's just it's so heavily explored on this album that like that's i don't know i it's like the kind of thing where you can have those thoughts, but hearing. 
uh, it in a musical context kind of it, it makes you form different neuro pathways that you otherwise wouldn't come to on your own um, just like the spartans of a lot of the tracks and then his like ridiculously good vocal lines they just it hits so many like it pressed so many of my buttons and then all of that compounded with the fact that he's writing all of this like beautiful introspective and hopeful and he's talking about on this one and swimming about how this was like the past bad time but he's hopeful because he's like i'm turning over a new leaf like just stick with me give me time like i'm all like he's on the up and up and then like the fact that he then died you know a few months after swimming got put out not even seeing this album to its full fruition and being dropped from just like an accidental overdose it was just so sad and uh i don't know i really this was the first album in a long time where i've come away with just like an entirely not an entirely different perspective but a a very altered and affected perspective than i had going into it uh like i mean reading the lyrics and really thinking about them while listening to them on almost every song just had like it it was very evocative and i like there was deep feeling in relation to that that i had um and i feel like that's kind of the the relationship that uh it really it's only this kind of music not not only this kind of music but i feel like this subgenre of music not quite rap but um and not yeah. quite jazz rap but wherever this falls somewhere between the two that's really it's best created by this kind of music where like it's just it's hard to in a musical context without sounding too much because like you can say so many words in this kind of music um and really Mm -hmm. explore thought but it's not because like regular pop music always also has a ton of words but in that genre it's not as it's not as bare bones and just fully out there center stage uh but yeah and i just think that this this kind of music offers a different kind of vulnerability with the listener and and kind of a an earnestness um and i think it really shone through on this album because stuff like stuff like jason isbell and music like that kind of like the americana country um Mm -hmm. Like, that makes me feel things, too, but that kind of makes me feel things through uh, stories and characters that they're writing on that or talking to, like, a loved one on there. But this one, it makes me feel things with just, like, raw self-exploration and exposition through the lyrics. Um, Okay. And, yeah, man, it was, like, it was crazy how I went from not really listening to any of his music especially this album and then like listening through it over the course of a week i was like holy fuck and it, it's, it's <laughs> so sad Aww. that like he he wound up like accidentally overdosing it wasn't even like an intentional suicide it was it was like he was trying to really kick you know these bad habits and, and just talking about how like he was finding more mental clarity and like all of this. And then it's just, it's so heavy hearing all of that and all of this hopefulness. And then just like three months later that was gone. So I just, I felt very touched by this piece of work and that's all I have to say. 
Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you wrote up a little a little summary about it. I I I felt pretty emotionally intense about it whenever it first came out, and mm-hmm. I've had a lot a lot of time to sit with it now. So j- just like anything, it like a I feel like a lot of the emotions you experienced with it this week were me like just over a year ago, like whenever it came out for for like a month. Just listening to it like pretty much nonstop. It's really good though, man. This but, is it's so good. Yeah, so, I'm I'm glad you like it, and I'm glad you're getting into mm-hmm. it. I'm glad and you I, like I, it too. Yeah, and I I um I'm not sure exactly how much you loved it, Jordan, but I'm eager to hear your your ratings. Yeah, so, so if we can if we can give I did like it a ratings. Lot, All right, so I guess I guess since you picked it, then Jordan, not Nick, you picked it. So uh, you get to start, and then I'll go, and Nick, you'll tell us what we're listening to next week afterwards. I think I'm going to give this album a seven. seven. Okay. Ooh, I really enjoyed it. I I feel like that's a is 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 that high or low for the? I, don't I know, think so. But, I mean, um, I mean, compared to, yeah, I think so. You, you yeah. also gave some of the songs were still a little a bit too slow for. Oh, wait, sorry. You also what? gave twenty one a seven by Adele. Who did twenty one again? Adele. Oh, I I picked it. If that's oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I did like Adele's album too. Mm-hmm. But uh, there were still a couple slow songs on here that I didn't really mm-hmm. resonate with. Maybe again, I think I think his music again is one where if I start like listening to it more and actually listen to the lyrics, yeah, it'll resonate a little bit more with me. But it did resonate with me, but just I don't think all of them resonated with me. You know. I gotcha. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll give it a seven. Makes sense. Um. Surprise, surprise. I'm going to give it a 10. Out of 10. Ooh. Oh, wow. Interesting. It, it was just so it was just so well done. And like I said, it's been it's been a long time that an album has like hit me emotionally as hard, like in the not even as hard, but in in the in the manner and the same spots. I'm like smiling, mm-hmm. but not like because I'm like laughing at you, but like because like that's a very like good thing to feel. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like happy for you. And yeah. he's like, this felt really good. I'm like, I was really moved. hard. <laughs> Nick, what what shall you well, delegate I'll, this one to? I'll um, I'll give it an eight and a half. Okay. I think so. Yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. Oh my god, you just had a terrible burp. Oh. That tasted oh. so bad. J- J- Jamie's vomiting. I am, I am I am fucking throwing up. Oh my god! Uh, so that brings it uh, tied at number two. Oh wow! With uh, "Man on the Moon" and "Sounding Color," all of which I gave a ten. That's pretty funny. Wait, I thought I thought uh, "Man on the Moon" was number one. Did you give "Man on the Moon" a ten? Yeah, he did. Good Kid, Mad City. No, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I would. I gave yeah. Good Kid, Mad City is number one by point one it by seventeen hundredths. Really? It is an eight point six. Yeah, it is an eight point six seven, and Man on the Moon is an eight point five. I gave it a nine, not a ten. My bad. Uh, but I did give Sound and Color a ten. I still thought Man on the Moon was number one, but no, it just barely, barely edged out by Good Kid, Mad City. Because Good Kid, Mad City, you gave a nine, and then we, me and Nate both gave it an eight and a half. So we just had a higher average. Oh, uh, okay. Because okay. we both gave Man on the Moon a nine, and Nick gave it a seven and a half. 
gave Man on the Moon a seven and a half. <laughs> and then Sound on Color, me and Nick gave a ten, and you gave a five and a half. A <laughs> little biased on that. That's funny. Uh, yeah, that's true. Have a bit of a history with that. But yeah, so that's so that's where this one stands. I feel like that's I feel like that's accurate. You know, I feel like it's obviously personally I feel like it's one of the, the higher ones we've done. Mm. Um Oh yeah. So so then Nick, Podcast. what shall we be checking out next week? Did you say <laughs> I don't know. I, one of those words wasn't <laughs> right, say, what but shall I we be checking out? I knew one of them is wrong, but I didn't know which one, so I didn't correct it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um thought about picking a Radiohead album, okay. but I'm not going to do that to you guys. Um, uh, honestly, if I ever pick one, it's not going to be like a weird one, because, <laughs> like a super weird one, because I don't even you don't want to sabotage like, one of those. Yeah, uh-huh. but but I, I'm not I'm not going to do that. And I I thought I was going to pick um, the new Kings of Leon album oh. that came out last week, but I I felt like I would honestly just be a little too biased. Like mm-hmm. it's too fresh. It's too a fresh. band that I've yeah. Yeah, uh, too fresh for me to actually really be that critical of, right. like, in the slightest, because they're a band that I've loved since I was a teenager, and this is the first album they've came out with in, like, five years. Right. But um, but we're going to do uh, we're gonna do Women in Music Part 3 by Haim. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, in, cel- in, in belated celebration of International Women's mm-hmm. Day. We will be doing Women in Music Part Three. I almost did the I almost did the new Abnormal, the Strokes' newest album, but didn't do it. I know you're a. You're, that, it sounds a lot different, Jamie. I see you shaking your head. I see, but I'm just I'm very anti-Strokes. Is there Women in Music Part mm-hmm. Two and One or? Uh, no, it was just their third album, oh. and it was like the name that they because they th- they're all women, right? Yeah, they're all sisters. Their last name's Han. They are all women. Danielle, Esty, and Alana. Esty, written about by Taylor Swift in In Nobody, Nobody, No Crime, Crime, where Haim is also featured. uh, On Evermore. Yeah. And that song is great, and for some reason, it's featuring one of Nick's top bands, and he doesn't like it. Figure that yep, one out. I, uh, Figure that one out. It's just not for me. I like I it a know. lot. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, Taylor Swift wrote a murder ballad. Sick. And Nick said, yeah, that was kind of mediocre. I was like, what? <laughs> kind of mid. Not Crazy. the best. Um, and they, they came out with a remix of one of their songs on, on this album. I think it's Gasoline. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift sings like the bridge on it. Oh, but, okay. Um, yeah. But it's it's not on like... I think even the standard version on Spotify has three bonus tracks, so we'll we'll probably include a, those. How in is the a, review, but. how is a how does a standard version of bonus tracks? That's just the standard version. I don't. It it just doesn't say like deluxe edition, but it has like three bonus tracks. Wait, so we weird. are doing the bonus track version but, or no? Well, he said that's the regular one. It has like the bonus tracks. The regular one has three oh, indicated bonus tracks. Oh, I see it now. That's weird, dude. Yeah, and the, those bonus tracks were the lead singles for the album. Like, Confusing. like they were promotional singles that like came out. Uh, I think during the the sixties. I can't remember the exact time frame. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they they also released like two or three songs from the main album's track list before the album came out too. There were a lot of songs that came out before the actual album. Came Weird. Out. 
but yeah. Drawing but circles. It, it, huh? <laughs> Did you guys hear that? But it's a little Anyways. bit. Anyways, it was just clipped to, to it was hell. Garbled. <laughs> but uh, uh hate so, but it's like. It's the third album, the third oh, vinyl that I ever got. Vinyl. I didn't so. even hear that, bro. Oh my! They're they're posing in in Cantor's Deli, which is like a, a respected deli in Los Angeles. Look at the oh. look. Ah, it's mirrored oh. in the. Ah, it says now serving 69. order number sixty nine. That's the sex number. Man hasn't even opened the album yet. Is that right? Is <laughs> it's it looks no okay okay wait still. let me justify this let me justify this you gonna so, sell it so for. No, for Christmas I asked for plastic inner vinyl sleeves. Oh, okay. For um, for uh, like because they're supposed to help reduce static on vinyls, and right. over the winter my record player has been building up more static on the vinyls just because of dry air and oh, stuff. Shoot. But just spray water uh, on when them. my mom. Oh, true, <laughs> true, yeah. Um, when my mom went to went to buy them. The play the record store that she went to was out of plastic inner sleeves, and she just bought me some outer sleeves that are like you put you put like like vinyls that you just want to preserve, yeah, like inside them. So I had like twenty five outer sleeves, <laughs> and like, I was what? like, well, I'll put them to use. So so I, I filled like uh, all of my I, I have some older records and some newer records, and I, I put all my newer records in in the outer sleeves, and I just ran out of outer sleeves. I See, I I, I got, like um, the weathered look that old vinyls have though. This is the new Kings of Leon album. Yep. I got it on vinyl. Nice. Um, I, it, when I have a more disposable no, uh, income, uh, uh, I no. will be using vinyl more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this Radiohead album filled up the last the last vinyl. Okay, so I'm not I'm not that down bad. That's, that's this so is funny. just <sighs> if I ever buy another Radiohead album, I, it's not even going to be one of the weird electronic ones. It's going to be the second one that they came out with where they like perfected rotten music. Okay. Oh. But <laughs> I just I I like the perpetuation of you as this crazed Radiohead fan. Yeah, me too. It, it like uh, I like how every time I bring it up, I say, "Look, I don't even like them a ton, <laughs> and now I have a vinyl." And like I, I every time I justify it, I'm like, "Okay, wait, like they only have like five really good albums. <laughs> like that's that's very good for a usual band. Like right? and I, I just I always downplay like." I, I do enjoy some of their music, yes, but we'll, we'll just leave it at that. So I guess brief, briefly, do we want to talk about what we've been listening to in the in the past week? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first because it's really nothing new at all. So I've just been listening to the same stuff. Like, I really don't have any new music that I've been listening to, except this album, obviously, but other yeah. than that, nothing. Yeah, we should definitely check out, I don't know what Nick's playlist made you do, just check out the Divine Femininities very okay okay, okay okay uh and yeah mm-hmm. i've been listening to a lot of his stuff honestly i don't know what i've been listening to other than that it's just been a lot of that a lot of, a lot of his his work and podcasts you know i got you um excuse me his golden messenger came out with a new single he's got an okay. album coming out in june uh phoebe bridgers came out with two spotify singles today and she covers a john prine song and that was awesome. Nice. Um, I really loved both of those. Um, and that's that's mostly it. I really like that new uh, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack song. Yeah, I haven't listened to that yet. I really uh, need to listen to that. It's really good. I know. I, really I, know, I know. I need to listen to it. I'm, I'm excited they're, for that album to come out. 
Yeah, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars were beefing on Twitter today, and I don't know how real it was, or if it's like manufactured for. It, it seems like they weren't really going super hard at each other, so I think they're just playing with each other. Hopefully. But like, it makes me nervous. <laughs> um, but also, of course, the new Kings of Leon. Love that album. Right. Saw it getting like a minor amount of hate. Of course, Pitchfork crapped on it. <laughs> Screw Pitchfork. It's a great album. I love it. Fuck Pitchfork. Just for fun, I was like, what did they give Sam's Town when I was looking at it last week? And they like shit all over it and said that it was all like hacky and like just, <laughs> just this super like, like pandery album. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And I went back and um, Kings of Leon. Their heads are way too far up their own asses. Yeah. Kings of Leon was really big in Britain in their Mm -hmm. early career, too. Um, Yeah. That's similar to the Killers. Yeah. And um, uh, in uh, I read the the Pitchfork review for uh, When You See Yourself, the new Kings of Leon album today. And in that review, they were talking about how, like, their new sound doesn't sound anything like their old, rambunctious, like, masculine spirit Tennessee alt-rock stuff. And I was like, what, do you want them to, to like, stay the same the whole time? And I, I thought about it, and I was like, I'm sure they didn't review their old albums mm. well, because it wasn't, like, high, artsy shit. And I looked it up, and, like... The earliest review they had was for Only by the Night, which is the album that has like Use Somebody and Sex on Fire on it, like their huge, enormous stadium songs. And they gave that like a three point eight. They rated their, their new album higher than that album. And they gave the album after that like a three point six. It's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But that's that's that that's a great way to end the episode is on a is on a fuck pitchfork. Fuck, pick, fuck pitchfork, man. <laughs> I'm a musicologist. Asshat. I'm a Um. Well, I guess with that, we'll say thanks for listening this week, and remember to tune in next week where we're going to be taking a look at Women in Music Part 3 by Haim. Uh, be sure to listen to it and have your own thoughts formed so you can mentally join in the discussion with us. Um, you know, feel free to either leave a comment about your thoughts on this week's album on YouTube. You can also tweet them at us if you so choose. Uh, we're on Twitter at at list up podcast and that account as well as our personal handles are going to be in the description of wherever you found this episode. Uh, you know, we also ask if you enjoyed this episode, maybe throw us a, throw us a little bone in the form of a rating or a review on your respective preferred platform. Uh, it'll help us grow this little, this little community. Uh, for now, we love you. We'll catch you next week and remember to listen up. Mm-hmm.